attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, Dana. Oh, Adam. It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, it's still the holidays. And not just because it's, it's Mariah season. Christmas came early today. Oh, I know. You sent I just me, I can't even I can't even hold it in. You sent like, me a text at like six in the morning my time and I was like, yeah. What? Like it was the way I woke up this morning was a text from you. The, Adam. As you should wake up <laughs> with text from me regarding all right, everybody. We know this is a Disney podcast and we talk about Disneyland, but you also know there's one film franchise that consumes us or me. Dana plays along, but let's be honest, it consumes Dana too. It's my favorite too. I love it. Just it not, I'm not as obsessive. You're just an obsessive person, Adam. <laughs> I'm not as crazy obsessive um, as you are. Well, after months of obsessing and waiting and following along production updates and leaked photos from sets and all this, we finally got, you guys ready? Are you ready? Oh. I know all eight of you are excited. We finally got the first teaser trailer for Scream 6. And it's good. It was, good. It was really it's good. good. Yeah, I'm interested. Like you could feel the suspense. It was 59 seconds long. But <laughs> 59 seconds. Good gracious, you. Um, yeah, it was cool. It what? was it's cuz I know you. how long it is. It was exactly 59 <laughs> seconds. You just say it's about a minute. It was, it was good. 59 seconds. It's all going to be in New York. At least the teaser trailer was the opening of like oh. New York Halloween. You saw Jenna Ortega's character on the subway with some friends. And Melissa Barrera. Yep. And then you saw that there were a couple of scream masks in the fray of other Halloween costumed people. It reminded me, I texted you this, it reminded me of the start of the second scream with the movie theater and everybody dressing up as the scream ghost face. What I did appreciate were all the other, like, Easter mm-hmm. eggs from other scary movies dressed. So it so basically what this was, and I promise we'll get to Disney in a second. What <laughs> this was was a subway car full of people dressed up for Halloween in New York, which I think we've talked about this on the podcast before about Halloween in New York, how it's insane. Like there are costume people everywhere. And then the best thing is November 1st in the morning when you see all the like ragged remnants of Halloween. <laughs> Across the city. Also, people straggling on home at 7 o'clock in the morning when the rest of us are trying to go to the office. Still in their costumes. Um, Anyway, so it's a subway car full of Halloween costumes. And some people on YouTube have already, like, done the deep dive. But anyway, there are some deep cuts in there. Like, they've got somebody dressed as Chucky. Somebody dressed as the Babadook. Somebody dressed as Samara Weaving's character from Ready or Not. They had... And... You ready? This is the last one I'll say because I know nobody is like people have probably turned us off at this point. But <laughs> from Scream 4, from the opening, from Stab 6 or whatever it was, um, Lucy Hale's character who was like killed at the beginning in the opening of Scream 4, there yeah. was somebody dressed up with her on the subway. Anyway, I'm super excited. Cannot wait. And all I will say is because I'm doing the vault today, this is your clue and you can guess later. Okay. Something equally as terrifying as a scream movie is our vault today. Oh, okay. Ooh. Equally as terrifying. Okay. All right. I have Something no clue. Something at Disney that is equally as terrifying as a scream movie. I have no clue. All right. We'll give you another hint before. Anyway, sorry to digress. You're ridiculous. It's, Disney, it's scream. It's gonna, You guys are just going to have to deal with it. It's going to happen a lot over the next few months. So anyway, that's all. 
I'm very excited. And then you're all going to see us in March when this movie actually comes out. You'll hear us all go crazy about it again. So sorry, not sorry. We'll do another mini episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to. I Oh, the other thing I will say, it was very meta. I was actually, I like loaded it on my phone before I got on the subway mm-hmm. and actually watched the trailer really? on the subway on the way to work this morning. That's awesome. It was kind of fun. Ding That's dong. Awesome. Anyway. Okay. But we're going to talk about Disney. How are you doing, Dana? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about Disney. We're doing a role reversal. I'm doing the news today. You're doing the vault, which is exciting. And this is going to be our last. Shake it up. Shake it, shake it. This is going to be our last episode for 2022. So just know that we're going to take a little break because of the holidays and everything. And then Adam is going to be at Disney World for the big run Disney event. And not wait. And we figured, I just did. Yeah. I just did all of our dining reservations, <gasps> like all the things. So we've got a lot of fun stuff booked. Doing a little preview. Do you want a super fast preview coming events? I want to preview, but just so you all know, we'll come back after early January once Adam comes back and you guys can hear all about his trip. Yep. But yeah, I want to know, what did you end up booking? So like I said, we're going down for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend because I'm going to coach it this weekend for my running team here in New York. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go down. Kurt and I are coming. And what's great is that the races are at five o'clock in the morning and then we have a whole rest of the day. So we have time to play in the parks. I won't sleep for five days. That's basically where we're at. Happy vacation. Which will be great. Yeah. That's what we do. Um, Very relaxing. So we're going to go down and then we're going to do the parks every day. We are going to do like Magic Kingdom one day. Uh, Second day, we're going to do Epcot. Then we're going to do Hollywood Studios and we're going to end at Epcot. But we are doing some stuff we have never done before. We're going to go to the Garden Grill. And do the character dining there with Chip and Dale. I want to do that so bad. I worked it, but I've never eaten there. Um, I think we're going to probably do it in April because Ray loves that ride and loves Chip and Dale. And so much of the food at that restaurant comes from Living with the Land. So I'm super excited for that. Cool. We are going to do our usual Skipper Jungle, the Jungle Canteen. Canteen. Uh Skipper Canteen, Jungle Cruise Restaurant because... Never had a bad meal there. Yep. And then oh, uh, real we quick. are going to. Tr- yeah. I have a news update on Skipper Canteen and all of this is coming in Uh-oh. hot off the press. This is good news. Um, This just. Yeah, this is great news. Ooh. They used to serve low key wine and beer at all the sit down restaurants mm-hmm. in Magic Kingdom. And it wasn't really advertised. Well, now they they're going to start in? doing cocktails. <gasps> they have limited cocktail menu, but it sounds like they're going to have like some of the basic it's probably gonna stuff. probably going to be that pre-made. It might be. I think it's margaritas and maybe some other Oh, that'll make stuff, Kurt so. happy. Yeah. They're going to have cocktails, though. So you have to report back. That's your requirement is to get yes. a cocktail okay, at Skipper done. Canteen and let us know how it is. Twist my arm. I think we can manage to do that. And then we are going to do one other thing we haven't done yet on before because we kind of have a few hours before we have to the, head to the airport on our last day. Yeah. We are going to go over to Boma <gasps> and have breakfast Ugh. at Boma at your favorite hotel. It's the best. So, you have to get the Z. Oh, I cannot remember the name of it. I've talked about it on this podcast before. It's the like Zebra Dome cocktail. It's like a Kahlua okay. cold brew. It's only at their breakfast. We know we love our cold brew cocktails. Yes. It's only at their breakfast. It's like a Kahlua cold brew with like whipped cream and then a full zebra dome on the very top of it. It is decadent. We all got the zebra dome. Hold the phone. You don't know what the zebra dome is? No. Okay. And do I get to take the zebra dome home? Yes. In your belly. You get to take it home in your belly. (laughs) 
It, so the zebra dome is what it, you can only get them, I think, at Animal Kingdom, but definitely Animal Kingdom Lodge. And they're like a specialty there. You can get them at the quick service place and any of the sit down places. But only at Boma do they serve them with this cold brew cocktail concoction. So you can't just okay. pick them up. They are this like fluffy white chocolate sponge cake with like a chocolate innard and it's very pudding like it's like pudding and sponge cake and also i don't want to say the word sponge because sponge makes it sound wrong than what it is but it's like chocolate and white chocolate and it's in the shape of a dome and it is so delicious let me know when you found it so you can oh, give a description because they are the i just best. found it they're cold oh my gosh so that comes on top of the cold brew yes yes it does that looks really good okay i'm excited for that wait did you find out what's in a zebra dome so we can no i just clicked the images and it looks delicious the inside looks amazing it looks like a ganache on the inside it's like a ganache something and like kind of a spongy thing it's yeah it is so good nothing on the internet is telling me what is in them oh wait i'm on disney food blog and usually disney food blog is really good yep yep okay so it is an Amarula cream. Oh, Amarula. I haven't had that since I was in South Africa years ago. So an Amarula cream liqueur mousse is enrobed in panna cotta-esque white chocolate drizzled with chocolate and chocolate shavings on top of a thin cake base. Yep. They yep. put that on the cocktail? Yeah. They put this dome on top of your cold brew cocktail. It is so good. It's really rich. Okay. So I would say just plan on if you're going to do Boma, which is a buffet at Animal Kingdom Lodge, yep. just skip the entire dessert section because this will be so oh. much shook. Dude, it's so, so much. I heard the desserts are amazing. They are. Dude, I want to go back to Boma so bad. Like it Should is we do that Animal- in April? Yes. Absolutely, okay. we should. Should we just stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge? Okay, fine, if we have to. It's my favorite, or whatever. <laughs> Ugh, I love it so, so much. I'm super excited because we are going to do some new stuff we haven't done, and we are going to, if it kills us, go ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride, finally, at a <gasps> I'm so excited for mm. that. I cannot wait for our April trip because that is going to be my number one priority, I think. Well, and you know, Tron will probably be open by April, hopefully. Yeah, that's when my we hope. go. So Can- prepare for a whole day of a line for Tron, but... We'll Can I tell you, and I think you and I have already talked about this, and maybe we should dedicate a whole episode to this thought process at some point, but our April trip, we're going to do, we're going to mix it between the yep. cruise. We're going to do a little bit of Disney World on the front end, a little bit on the back end. So in total, we will have four days at Disney. I'm just going to probably buy the one-day park tickets instead of the hoppers. But I am at a point where I think I can just totally skip Hollywood Studios. And all I need to do yeah. is Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and two days at Epcot. That's I'm, what I'm thinking I'm going to do. I'm, yeah. Or, see, this is, you know, we tend to go for the park hoppers because there are a couple things at Hollywood Studios we know Noah loves and yeah. will continue to love. One is Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah, that one's cute. Which you're soon going to have But I'm California. not that... Exactly. I'm not. We have California Adventure here, so I don't really have any need for Hollywood Studios. I, you know, rise because we don't go as often as we want to anymore. And that's for us. Yeah. But we are going to take him to the Lightning McQueen thing at Hollywood Studios now. That like live action show thing they do with Lightning McQueen. Because Noah is obsessed with cars at the moment. You know what would be better, Adam? You know what would be better? Is just instead of taking him to the 15 minute show at Hollywood Studios, (laughs) just... 
fly to California and come take him to the coolest land at DCA. I know. I know and we will. We'll be back there. But what we like to do is because we usually go for the park hopper option because we're, we're learning with Noah, like go in the mornings for a bit, go back to the hotel, have a nap, chill out. And then go back to the parks works mm-hmm. a lot better than trying to blitz a whole day at the park. For us, like Hollywood Studios is a half day park. Yeah. And then we can bounce over to Epcot after, like yeah. split it with Epcot and do Epcot a couple of days, something like that, just so we get a taste of Hollywood Studios. But it is, it is true different because you have DCA, which is a better version of Hollywood Studios anyway. Yeah. It's true. So, okay, should we get into some mouse musings? We've been babbling for quite a while. I think we shall. So, as I mentioned, I'm going to be taking on the mouse musings, our news. And this is going to be fairly Disneyland heavy this episode. First things first, uh, Disneyland announced a couple of exciting evening ticketed events that have just come out. So I want to talk about those. It's called Disneyland After Dark. And these are going to happen um, between the tail end of January through early March. There's only a few of these dates, and I just want to start at the very top. Right before I got on here, I checked to see if tickets are still available. We're recording this on December 14th. Tickets went on sale December 12th, so two days ago, and as of right now at this recording, every day is still, or night, is still available. So Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, nothing's left. No, if nothing was left, I probably wouldn't even mention this right now, but I'm mentioning it because if you guys are interested, you should hop on it and get these tickets, but also know that the ticket is about the same price as a regular day ticket. We're looking at between 130 and 160 per person, ages three and up. So just know that might be the reason why these are not going as rapidly as I had assumed they would be. But anyhow, Disneyland After Dark, the first one up is the Sweethearts Night. They have done this before in the past. This is a exactly what it sounds like. It's like a date night, Sweethearts Night. They used to do date nights at Disneyland back in the 50s and 60s. So I think it's a oh little gosh. bit of a nod to that, which is adorable. Do you think everybody's going to dress up in like 50s, 60s stuff? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I thought people would kind of dress up a little like, bit. Like, I want sock hop style, like, <gasps> dresses and outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I want that, too. You know, Disney people love an excuse to get dressed up. They in, do. And in, these are meant the for, these two events are meant for Disney adults. So I'm sure people will dress up. Adam, next year, you and I should go to Sweetheart's Night. And it can, well, we won't oh, tell we Ryan can, and can, Kurt. It'll be our Sweetheart's it's Night. It's really fine. We'll find something <laughs> else for them to do. They'll have a great time. With whatever they do. So Sweetheart's Night, there will be a, quote, royal ball, which is like a dance party. And it'll be hosted by Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. This will be, it says it's over by It's a Small World. I'm assuming they're going to take over That's that. an interesting choice. I mean, they're sweethearts, I guess. Jasmine and Aladdin. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I know. They're, it's hosted by them. It says it's going to be over by It's a Small World. I'm assuming that means it's going to be in that Fantasyland theater, which is where oh, probably. Videopolis had their stuff going to the top. Videopolis. <laughs> they have a specialty fireworks show that night. They have live jazz on the Mark Twain riverboat. So you can go sit and listen to the music play as it goes. I I think that sounds super cool. Okay, Disney. I know. Um, Look at this. Bob Iger comes back and fun things return. Anyway. Who to thunk? Us. Us a thunk. Um, (laughs) They're going to have Polynesian Island themed music playing live at the Tropical Hideaway. 
And then they have like a myriad of photo ops, but the photo pass is all included in this price tag. So take Ooh. as many photos as you want. They're free downloads and it's unlimited. The dates for the Sweethearts Night is January 31st, February 2nd, 5th, 9th, 14th, Valentine's Day, and 16th. So uh, the event starts at 6 p.m. and it goes until 1 a.m. So if this is something of interest, I would hop on these. Get yourselves soon. a sitter and go have a little sweetheart night. I, know. I love it. You know, it'd be amazing if they like rethemed. They could never do it. But if they could somehow like retheme Small World to be like the love boat ride or whatever, like with the old school. Yes. The old um, carnival love boat. Where carnival the tunnel boat of ride. love. Yeah. Yeah. The tunnel, yeah, of, the tunnel love. of love. Yep. I gotta be honest, I don't think I've ever gone through a tunnel of love. I just know it from cartoon references that were made from like the 50s (laughs) and 60s. So the other event is called the Princess Night, and this is a new one for Disneyland. Oh, boo. I was really hoping you were going to say they were going to do like a 90s retro night or something. Well, they did an 80s one. Remember when they did a Videopolis night right before the pandemic? sold out. Right. I know. I know. I was hoping to. It's a princess night. Princess, yay, fine, whatever. This is going to be... All princess-themed. Princess Minnie and Princess Daisy will welcome everyone over by the Main Street train station at the very top. They'll be waving to everyone. The big events for this will be a live performance with popular songs from Moana and Merida, you know, Brave. Those are the only two they mentioned. They said live performances, so I'm going to guess they're going to might get some, like, maybe B to D list celebrities to be performing these songs is my guess. A dance party with, now this sounds great, Princess Vanellope Von Schweetz over in Tomorrowland. So it's going to be a candy themed <laughs> dance party. And it's Vanellope, you know, from Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't I, hate that. I don't hate I that. Also, but th- this feels very weird geared towards adults for a late night thing. I know. I also was like, huh, well... I was kind of weirded out that they're doing a princess theme because it's like, I feel like little girls are going to want to come to this all decked out. And right. so it's like geared towards adults because it's 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. But then I also remembered when I worked at Disney, we had pirate and princess nights and there were a bunch of them. And it was essentially the same kind of theme where everybody came dressed as either a pirate or a princess. And those always sold out. They were super popular and it was kind of the same stuff. So the last couple of things at Princess Night, they are going to have a jazz dance party in New Orleans Square hosted by Princess Tiana. And then same as Sweetheart Night, they're going to have a bunch of unlimited downloadable photo op stations all throughout. That's so smart. I know. Now, what also is interesting is Princess Night, they're not putting a lot of stock in this one because... I just mentioned like six dates for Sweethearts Night. With Princess Night, it's only two. You got March 7th and March 9th, and that's it. I think they're going to have – I love the idea with the Sweetheart Nights that they're going to have live music throughout. Like that to me speaks of like that is – and again, we can say this is all because the good Bob has returned and the bad Bob's gone. But like that's an experience. You were paying, but you're paying for an experience. You're not paying for merch. You're not paying for all that you're paying for a really cool experience that they're creating. Like yeah. sitting and listening to jazz on the Mark Twain Riverboat, that is worth the cost of admission for me. I never want to get on the Mark Twain Riverboat. I don't get the point. I don't understand. But if I can take a loop on that and sit there and like listen to jazz music. Yeah. Like I know. It's pretty with cool. With my honey. I think that'd be with my sweetheart, I should say. With your sweetheart? I think that'd be really cool. No homosexual fast dancing from you, Adam. 
on this river train. Don't you remember that? <laughs> you just made the weirdest look. Um, that <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the Videopolis story. That oh, there was yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. lawsuit because two <laughs> two men were dancing, fa- fast dancing, and they ended up getting the you know they won the lawsuit. But it was called homosexual fast dancing. Was part of the lawsuit. There are there it's are a big gay agenda that we got going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so big. Um, <laughs> I would also like to mention that this is a totally an aside, but it just when we mentioned the two Bobs, uh, Ryan and I are watching the Santa Claus series on Disney Plus right now, and it's good. It is super solid. Santa Claus has layers, and we're all here for it. But I got to say, if you haven't watched it, I don't think this is a spoiler, but just let me know if you're noticing some Bob Chapek, Bob Iger story plots here in the Santa Clauses. Mm series so it feels very like it's mirroring their story okay you ready for some more news yes okay so i'm going to talk about also the annual disneyland january slump as i like to call it of all of the rides closing for refurbishments and stuff so if you have a trip coming up in january i just want you to be aware that there's a you know a two to three week window in most of january where a lot of these rides are down because they like to take this time to refurbish them or switch them back from the holidays so first up we've got it's a small world it closes on january 9th I think this is my hot tip is if you are going in at all in January, go on January 8th because all of these rides close on January 9th. So It's a Small World is closing January 9th. It reopens on January 20th. The Haunted Mansion also is closing probably on January 9th, but their website says the 17th. So that's a little TBD. And it's also usually closed for two weeks. Indiana Jones is closing down starting January 9th. Uh, no what date. is there going to be to do at Disneyland in January? I know. It's, and Indiana Jones is a big one. So if you love that ride, don't go in January. And honestly, don't go in March or April either because they have not announced a reopening date for Indiana Jones, but it's going to be a big refurbishment. So probably expect it to reopen sometime in the spring of 2023. And then the last one, oh, oh two more at Disneyland Toontown still closed, opening officially on March 8th with the whole big new shebang and Mickey's Runaway Railway. We're all here for it. And then the saddest one that's closing down at Disneyland, I know you, Adam, are quite sad about this. Fan favorite Kim genuinely is. Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is closing January 9th, and there is no... What? I know. There's no reopening date yet Uh set. Probably it's going to open with Indiana, just an equally popular ride. They're both on the same level. Great moments in Indiana. Everyone loves them. And then over at California Adventure, Grizzly River Run closes January 9th. No return dates. Probably it'll be a few weeks. Nobody's going on that ride in January, so this is fine. And then this one, a little concerning, Radiator Springs Racers is closing January 16th. And there is no return date set yet. And really no information on if this is a big refurbishment or if this is just a two-week blip. We don't know. Next up, this is way more exciting than closures, is the Magic Happens Parade is returning to Disneyland. It's coming back on February 23rd. 
very excited about this. Adam, I have not seen this parade. I know you haven't seen it because nobody really saw it. It played for like yeah. two weeks. And then I heard it, about it. Oh, I've seen the videos <laughs> on YouTube. But it played for two weeks and then it was canned because of the pandemic. And so it's it's surprising it's taken this long for it to return. But this looks like one of the coolest parades that they've ever done. And it's got a bunch of cool, obscure characters it's got a great cocoa float with the flowers that lead you up into the beyond. Oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. So very excited to see that that parade is coming. Do you down. think people will be like lined up for hours beforehand waiting for it? No, because I don't think people know it was that cool. It's it's 10 times cooler than the electrical light parade, but the electrical light parade has been around you for like take 40 that back. years. You know what? I'm not going to take it back. You haven't seen it. You don't know. I have seen it. You haven't Electrical seen Magic Happens. You haven't seen Magic Happens is what I'm saying. You don't know. You can't compare. You haven't even seen the YouTube video. I'm saying based off of just the YouTube video alone, Magic Happens is cooler. I'll report back. I'm going to see it. I'll report back. <laughs> Nothing. And if it doesn't have that techno funk music that the Electrical Light Parade has, I, I don't need it. Yeah. Uh. The baroque, what's that called? Baroque music? It's like. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay. Couple last things. The 100 Years of Wonder, which is the big event that's coming up this next year for at all the Disney parks because Mickey Mouse and the Walt Disney Company is officially turning 100 years old in 2023. All of the parks are doing, you know, a little razzle-dazzle. I would say it's not terribly exciting that they've announced yet. But officially, this all kicks off at Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Ryan uh, Seacrest. Where I think we're going to learn a lot more about this event on New Year's Eve. And we also saw like the pictures at the D23 that Mickey's in like a cool shimmery outfit. Well, the theme of the 100 Years of Wonder is all platinum. And just last week, they showed off uh, like an early release of a lot of the merchandise. <laughs> it showed up early, I think, at Disney World. It's not set to be at Disneyland until January. Well, no, I think it showed up at D23. It did. Some of it showed up at D23. It showed up for what they're going to sell. It is in the stores. It's on Main Street's Emporium right Mm. now as we speak at Disney World. But it's not going to show up at Disneyland until January. And let me tell you, I took a quick (laughs) peek at all of this merchandise on some of those preview sites. And it is odd. It is jarring. It reminds me of like... We are back in the year 2000, folks, and the theme is platinum. Like, everything is like that millennium platinum look. It's like all we're missing is like a gift card to Limited 2 and some, like, pleather <laughs> pants. And, like, those remember those sparkly denim jeans? You oh, my probably gosh. Don't, yes. But I, I definitely had those, yeah. and I purchased them yeah. at Limited 2. So if you loved any of that 2000s, early 2000s aesthetic, then this is the merchandise line for you. I want to point out a couple of things. They have a Platinum Shimmery Lounge Fly backpack that you and I just took a peek at. It has <laughs> this weird, you know, not oh safe for work look, uh, which is like... Disney went complete NSFW on the Lounge Fly in the ears. On the ears. So what we're describing is that both the, the ears, the mini ears, they have this like white 
liquid that's dripping down. Take the loss and just burn it all. Shimmery platinum look. It's weird and it's not cute. That lounge fly backpack, that not cute platinum lounge fly black backpack is going for $75. $75, folks. Actually, so that that's a lot less than I thought it would be. They can go up to like, well, they can go up to like infinity numbers, but they're usually around like 100 So 75 bucks. However, I don't even think the lounge fly backpack is as bad as the ugliest spirit jersey I have ever seen them put out which is also a part of this collection. It's a shimmery platinum jersey with silver stars all around, but they're like kind of primitive looking like stars. And then like this nope. weird splotchy tie-dye look. So it's it's that same like kind of cream color, but then it's got these splotches. It's not full tie-dye. It's just like a like a tie-dye just hit it quickly on the Yeah, it's not jersey. cute. It's selling it's not for cute. 90 $90. Like, what? Who's buying a $90 I mean, spirit jersey? It's a special, special edition one, right? And they're so? usually $70, $75. So what's another $15, $20 bucks for your special one? I'm hoping, and what I think, because since a lot of this was shown at D23, mm-hmm. I'm hoping this is the last of the Bob Paycheck merchandise. I'm hoping so, too. I'm ready for all of this to go. I mean, maybe he got fired over the NSFW years, and that's actually the real reason they fired him. Because these things, you just, I I can't. Maybe we'll put it on the Instagram. I guess we could put it on the Instagram. They're, make up your own mind. I would not wear them, ever. I'll post them in our stories. You just need to know that it's like, it's a white liquid coming down Mickey's ears, or Minnie's ears. We don't want to get explicit here, but you just got to see the picture for yourself. <laughs> There's some weird splotches. It's so bad. It doesn't look appropriate. It's really up there with some of the worst merchandise they've done. Agreed. Now, back to the spirit jersey. If you think $90 is just a fine number for a spirit jersey and you have a dog, you can buy this same dog version spirit jersey for $45. Can we just take a second? Because I do not understand the Disney pet apparel. They have a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. If I tried to put my dog in any of that, she would try to murder me in my sleep. Oh, yeah, same. Our dog would be a no (laughs) on all of it. You know, this is my hot take right now. You see more pet apparel than you do kid apparel at this point. So they must have done their research and found that Disney adults probably are childless and have pets and are buying for their pets more than parents are buying for their kids. Because anytime I walk through World of Disney or the Emporium, there's a lot of pet stuff. There's very little kid stuff these days. And you're hard pressed to find like a princess dress for your kid or anything like that. They just aren't selling to kids. They don't have stuff. I've noticed this since Noah's a wee man still. Yeah. Until he's in like an XX small, mm-hmm. there's not a lot for him, period. Like when I got my latest spirit jersey from Disney World, I got a black one. Yeah. They had kids, black spirit jerseys. I was like, how cute would this be if we all got matching spirit jerseys, black Disney World spirit jerseys? No, no. it would have been a dress on Noah, mm-hmm. like the smallest kids one they have. I was like, why are they not making toddler size spirit jerseys? I know. Or toddler size clothes. Like, why did they not have a whole range in like 2T, 3T 
Well, they do have that cute, like, retro Disney World and Disneyland um, sweatshirt that has Mickey oh, he's got in the one. center. Yeah, those Don't are worry, cute. He's got one and those are in toddler size. But, you know, they, they're weird. They're weird. And they don't sell a lot to kids. Um, the last thing I want to mention about the merchandise for the 100 Years of Wonder, they do have a cute mini ears headband that's, uh, like, not the one we're talking about. But it kind of looks like the Epcot ball. So they're also doing this, like, platinum, like, I triangle like that one. shape. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cute. It's got, like, a lilac purple bow in the center. And then picture the Epcot ball triangles, and that's what the ears look like. And that thing is going for $40. I don't know when these headbands became $40 worth, but that's where we're at, folks. 40 bucs for a Mickey or Minnie I don't think you pay $40 for a headache. No. Give me a headache. Yeah. Anytime you put it anyway. It's true. No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't you know what I would really like them to do as a range? And we kind of talked about this last week with Heather. Bring back the retro posters or the tickets or like stuff yeah. like that. You could have all my money. If you did yeah. the retro if they did a poster series, actually Kurt and I were talking about this of like a retro ride poster series, we would buy a series of them and do like the dining room wall. Like frame oh, them bud. and do the dining room wall with those retro posters on it. I am sorry to tell you this right now. They did. They already did it. It happened when we were on our honeymoon in 2014. We bought them and it was really oh. cheap. It was $20 for like I think a 10 or 12 pack of retro posters. And we bought it. They aren't framed. And then we framed them here. So we've got the monorail. We've got the haunted mansion oh. and the jungle. Oh, yeah. I have up seen in our house. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're pretty cool. I want those. I know. I hope they bring them back. And bring with that price tag. Back. Yeah. It was yeah, awesome. Well, double that price tag. All right. I have one more little piece for you. One more? In, okay. In the rumor mill. And I really hope this rumor sticks. I so hope it sticks. I want to mention that even though we're not even a full month into Bob Iger's renewed reign of Disney, um, there's already rumors swirling about that he might be getting rid of the park reservation system as early as mid-January, which would be incredible. Wait, so you could just spontaneously decide to go to a park again? How would we ever do that? I don't even know. I don't know how that looks (laughs) anymore after two years of dumb park reservations um i guess when bob Iger was questioned within his first week of taking back over as ceo people asked what he thought of the park reservation system and he said you know he hadn't experienced it yet uh, but there's already insider rumblings that he is planning to get rid of this sooner than later and there were already rumblings before bob chapek was canned that he was planning to get rid of them midwinter so We've got two bobs that seem riddance. positive towards getting rid of these really ridiculous reservation systems. Goodbye. I'm here for it. And at, while they're at it, get rid of the park hopping hours. Like, yes. just let you park hop when you want to park hop. It seems pretty ridiculous when it's already like a sixty to eighty dollar upcharge a day for the park. You can't go till two p.m. And you, yeah, exactly. And if you're throwing in Florida, two p.m. But you still have to commute there. Like the, any Disney yeah. park, there is a commute. It's not Disneyland where you're literally hopping. However, my favorite commute on the planet is Magic Kingdom to Epcot on the monorail. Agreed, but it's still going to take you 10 times longer to do that than if you were at Disneyland and just going from DC well, to Disneyland. So all I'm saying is like at one o'clock when you're hopping, you it's going to take you five minutes to do that. And at there any is, of the parks, um, it's going to be 10 to 30 minutes, you know, at minimum. 
Did you send this to me? Because you're like the only human on the planet that sends me TikTok videos. But oh, yeah. did you send Get me the TikTok. TikTok video of the girl from, uh, I just, I rely on you to send me the interesting okay. ones Fine. because I'm, I'm afraid, like, I feel like Instagram reels is like a gateway drug to TikTok. And if I really dive into the TikTok hole, I'm ruined. So this is self-preservation. But I don't know if you sent this to me or maybe I found it on Instagram or something, but like some New Yorker did a day trip to Disney World from New York. (laughs) She took like a 5 a.m. flight, got to Orlando, went straight to the parks, did all four parks, did a few (gasps) rides at every park, and then took like a 9 p.m. flight back to New York and were in their apartment by like midnight. This sounds horrible. Like it sounds like I kind of want to do it. (laughs) No, Adam. No, you don't. I did not send that to you. Um, I wish I'd seen that. That sounds awful. Just get a hotel for the night. Get a cheap hotel if you don't want to pay for something. Yeah. Get some. Stay in the Orlando weird hotel that's inside the airport. Oh, that's not cheap, by the way. I believe it. We looked at that because we added on an extra night with this trip, and so we have to. We're doing a split stay between two resorts at Disney World now. But we were um, originally thinking, oh, let's just go stay at the cool hotel in the airport. Yeah, it was more expensive than Disney World. <gasps> really? Yeah. It's not I believe cheap. It. I believe if you it. want a room that looks into the airport, forget about it. Like it's forget about it's it. I saw um forget about it. What's his name? Tim Tracker. He and his family stayed in one once. And I also learned that you can't even go out on the balconies that they have there because you know they won't let you security. So yeah, it's a security yeah. breach. So those are just show. Those balconies are are mm-hmm. nothing. All right, sir. Well, those are my mouse musings. I would love to hear your vault for the evening. Tell me okay, so it. do you want to try to guess? Can I give you a couple more, a yeah, couple more clues? Yeah, give me another hint. Yeah. Okay. The original version of this was, it, so this is a Disney World attraction. Okay. The very first iteration of this attraction was at Disneyland. Okay. Okay. So your clues are that. Your clues are, it's as scary as a screen movie. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's out of this world. Do not tell me you're about to do the Stitches Great Escape. Do not. I am about to do, do the not. Stitches Great Escape. Stop. I'm going to I'm going to log off now. I'm going to good good night, goodbye. This has been a pleasure. This is, these are my <laughs> this little is why, This is why you can't let me away. do the vault. You can't let me do the vault because uh, this is what I'm never I'm letting do to you us. again. Okay, go on. So, I hated this ride. I don't want to listen. I almost wore my Stitch tank top just for this. Okay, you ready? You're horrible. Okay, so this Stitch's Great Escape, the ride at the now shuttered ride at Disney World, right? That for good opened, reason. That unfortunately shuttered its doors in 2018, and they finally took the sign down. They waited some time. They finally took the sign down and officially erased it from Disney park history in 2020. So it took them from January of 2018 when it last operated beginning of January, 2018 until a pandemic (laughs) in August 10th of 2020 is when the attraction signs were taken down. Now stop. That ride should have been taken down a decade prior or more. It was still operating when I was there and, 2008 and it was art like had no line like you'd go in there and there would be like two other people i love it it's so good okay so we're gonna hit rewind and we're gonna go 
all the way back to 1971. <gasps> That's too long ago. I fo- okay. No, go ahead. No, way before Stitch was a glimmer in an animator's eye, right? Like, that's how far back this attraction goes. So, 1971, I think my parents were juniors in high school then. Okay, keep going. (laughs) So, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1971, Disney World opened the first attraction in the Met Space, Flight to the Moon. So, this was in the same round theater. Yeah. Where Stitch's Great Escape eventually was. This was called Flight to the Moon. It was basically identical to the sister attraction that used to be at Disneyland in Tomorrow. Okay. So 1971 is also when they opened Magic Kingdom, Disney World. So this yeah. was one of the opening day attractions. And right. it was basically right. like a planetarium, right? Like kind of a. Kind of, but a ride. So the idea okay. is you are going to go to the moon, Flight to the Moon, hence the name of it. Mm-hmm. So. What you would do is very first, Mr. Tom Morrow. Get it? Paging Mr. Morrow. Tom Morrow. He explains your mission to the moon. And then you're going to enter your rocket, which is that room that you would be in. That's your rocket to head to the moon. So takeoff happens. The seats shake and vibrate. And you head on off to the moon. You propel out of Earth and you hit the moon. You land on the moon. And there are screens to like show all this, I guess, in 1970s screen version. So I don't even imagine what that looked like. You meet an astronaut and you learn about like they throw the science and education in there about how how you took off and how you got to the moon and how all this is Uh possible. But then, oh, no, meteor shower, alarms and sirens go off and you are rushed back to Earth. And then the ride is over. (laughs) So that was the ride. (laughs) that ride lasted four years in the space. Okay. And then it It was turned into, ready? It was turned into Mission to Mars. So Mission to Mars. That name sounds really familiar. I mean, there's, there's, wait, isn't Mission to Mars in Epcot? No, there's a, there's a Mars. No, that's Mission Space. Mission Space. Okay. All right. Where you can either do the like Mickey Sick Run or the easy one. Yeah. I always choose the Mickey Sick one and then like wobbly when I walk out. Anyway. So Mission to Mars opened in the spring of 75, and it was basically Flight to the Moon, but now you're going to Mars. Uh Um, So the idea, now they retired Mr. Tom Morrow, unfortunately. They need to bring Mr. Tom Morrow back. Like, I feel like that is a thing they need to do. They had him at Interventions for a long time. He was like the host, Mr. Tom, paging Tom Morrow. And that was super cool. And I guess once Interventions went, so did Tom. Well, they need to bring Tom, our buddy Tom, Tom Morrow back. Anyway, so this, they tried to make it educational again. You went to a pre-show where they talked about like microgravity and what it's going to be like in space and all this stuff. So anyway, you launch into space just like you did on the moon one, except this time you go to Mars and then, oh no, there's a volcanic explosion. Boop, boop, boop. And you're rushed back to earth. And that's the end of the ride. So I love that, that ending. The whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it's over. <laughs> so Mission to Mars lasted 18 years in that space. <gasps> Whoa. I know. And closed on October 4th, 1993. And then along came the most terrifying ride in Disney Parks history. Extra terrestrial. Yes. Highlight on the terror and terrestrial. Alien Encounter, and that opened in June of 1995. So, whoa, boy. 
this was a departure for Disney, right? They were like, this isn't going to be educational. This isn't going to be happy. This is going to be, we're going to terrify small children and adults at the same time. So this is what they did. It was a pretty dark ride. They added a second pre-show. So at first you were taken into the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center, we learned about new alien technology from this company called XS Tech, right? And then also the, you know, very evil, evil person who came on. His name was Clinch, and he was the head of XS Tech. He would talk about, like, his his ideas that if we can't do it, then nobody should be able to do it. Well, anyway, yeah. you're moved from that pre-show to a second pre-show where you meet this robot. Uh, who talks about how teleportation is painless and uses a cute little alien animatronic to show you how that's done. Well, anyway, they like try to transport it across this like short area. It gets burned at the end. It's not happy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you are then put into this room and you're going to watch the teleportation tube. Right. Okay. And that was the center thing in the middle that they added. Yeah. So all this crazy enough goes on and it's like everything goes wrong with the teleportation of the creature. Yada, 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 yada. It's darkness. It's sounds. You're sprayed with liquid. The seats shake. The alien goes around the theater. You can like feel the alien breathing on your neck. Power comes on and the alien then explodes. <laughs> And that's that, right? And then it's done. And then they kick everybody out. So that was Alien, <laughs> Alien, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Anyway, I'm probably not doing it justice, but that's basically what it was. That closed in 2003 to make room for the greatest ride in Walt Disney Park history, Stitch's Great Escape. And this is where I'm going to just leave you now. Because I never got to ride Alien Encounter. I, I know my dad did. My dad, we were, I was a kid and he went on it and it was already like, a, you're not going on this. It's going to be too scary. But I was already intrigued and it was before little kid Dana had seen and fallen in love with horror films. But I think I probably would have really liked it. And then Stitch's Great Escape came out. And I did ride this ride a couple of times. Like after one, you're thing. done. This is such a ridiculous ride. Um, but it was definitely there when I was <laughs> working at Disney. Ugh, okay. Woof. So, you know, on September 21st of 2003, they announced that a new Lilo and Stitch theme ride would be replacing the extra terrestrial alien encounter. And October 12th, it closed. October 12th of 2003, alien encounter closed. And a little over a year later, on November 16th, 2004, Stitch's Great Escape opened. Now, the Disney Parks marketing went full on with this. I don't know if you remember this, but they kind of did like, you remember when they did like the main attraction, or not the main attraction, they did like over the last few years, they've done like a Stitch line of plushes where it's stitch takes over the different attractions and stuff that is kind of a play on what they did with the marketing of the opening of stitch's great escape and they basically said like stitch was running all around disney world creating chaos Mm -hmm. as he's arrived his ride is there and everything else so one thing they did they decorated cinderella castle with toilet paper 
and put graffiti on it that said yes. Stitches King. Yes. Like, I have on. seen pictures like, of this. It looks great so marketing. ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. It's Sir. great marketing. It's great Sir, marketing. If you had spent <laughs> thousands of dollars to go to Disney World for the very first and only time in your life and you get there and Stitch has TP'd the Cinderella's castle, I would be angry. I would be irritated by that. I think that and the birthday so, cake, well, that is also awesome and iconic. It's also <laughs> stupid. And I would be mad if I had to see those two castles. Oh, the birthday cake only thing time. was horrible. Yeah, but birthday it also cake was Absolutely horrible. The spiders um, were lifesavers. It was so funny. <laughs> so look, Stitch's Great Escape was essentially the alien ride, but mm-hmm. Stitch. Like it basically was the same thing. You had two pre-shows, very, very, very similar to the alien encounter. They literally yep. just replaced the alien. All yeah. they did was change the storyline slightly and replace the alien animatronics with Stitch. So Stitch was then in the tube. They were trying to capture him and all this stuff. He like, he like they used to have like a lot of guests would get nauseous because there was like a burp smell that Stitch yeah. would do. And they would put the smell into the room. He'd pitter patter around the room. Stitch would like disappear from the tube. It was the same effect. He'd burp in it was your ear. Everything that. Yeah. Yeah. It was everything that Alien Encounter did, but with Stitch. So it was supposed to be more lovable, I guess. Less scary. No. You are missing the cardinal piece that made this ride suck <laughs> so bad, which is that when you sit down in these already horribly uncomfortable seats in this theater in the round, so to speak, with Stitch in the center. They also had this thing above you that came down and attached to your shoulders, kind of like if you're on a thrill ride and you're going to go upside down. But it comes down on your shoulders, and it is like, holy smokes, am I about to go upside down on this ride? What is the need to hunker me down in this seat? And they were so wildly uncomfortable that you're just like, this is just 20 minutes of me sitting here. It's because it used to take off and take you to Mars. But it didn't. What is the purpose? (laughs) It was so uncomfortable. And the seats are all hard plastic. And it's like you're sitting in a roller coaster seat, but you're not going anywhere and instead you're just having stitch burp in your face and it's dark the whole time there's a lot of fog it was just bad call it for what it is this is not a good it was not a good ride it should not have been here for as long as it was on this earth well it was not there long enough and it should still be there today no it's frankly it's an empty nothing nothing there now so in 2016 after it had opened so it opened in 2004 now, 12 years later, in October 2016, they moved it into seasonal operation. So they basically were like, all right, we're going to turn this thing on when the crowds are really high at the Magic Kingdom, and hopefully it eats some people up, right? So they did that, and then a year later, they started using the pre-show area just as like a meet-and-greet with Stitch. And yeah. You go photo op, meet-and-greet with Stitch. The attraction, very last day of operation... Like I said earlier, it was January 6th of 2018. And then it literally just sat there for almost two full years before they finally said time of death. Call it. <laughs> 12.01 a.m. on August 10th, 2020, and took the sign down. 
And that was that. That is madness. That is far too long for such a horrible ride that nobody except for Adam liked. It was a great ride. You take that back. That and Primeval World, may they both rest in peace, are two of the greatest rides in Walt Disney World history. Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. It's not a ride. It's a sit. That's what unpaid intern Ryan and I always jokingly called the Stitches Great Escape is it's not an attraction. It's not a ride. It's a sit. It's a sit. They're going to hunker you down in that seat and you're going to get a foul smell burped you know in what? your face by Stitch. What? It's entertainment. It's bad entertainment. It's not good. It's great entertainment. It's Stitch. Here's what I will say about Stitch. You know, we always ask this question to all of our interview subjects of what movie needs its own rider representation. I think Stitch. Stitch is still wildly popular. It would be awesome. Why are you saying that? You just trashed his ride he had. That ride. That ride sucked. But if they made a wholly Uh. new ride for Stitch, then I would be interested. They could do a roller coaster in space with him, or they could do something fun with, like, the Hawaii side to it. What if they re-themed Space Mountain? No, I don't want any. Just stop pretending (laughs) to touch Space Mountain. Just leave it as is. I'm saying, like, something new. Take Tron. Nobody knows Tron. Everybody loves Stitch. You could make that a whole ride that's a stitch. I know the tron thing is so funny because did anybody watch tron the movie? no nobody did yeah no so but we've got oh, well, it but we so. got a ride so that is that is our little dive into the vault this week with well, a special little attraction may it I rest just, in peace i did enjoy it i don't think you were anticipating me heckling you the entire time through the uh, <laughs> vault because but who knew that that space was in operation since 1971. That is pretty crazy. And it does help me understand that they were dealing with like the theater atmosphere. Cause that's really what it was. Right. It was very theater esque. So they were probably just like, well, how can we reskin this? And it sounds like they've reskinned it three times over to kind of be more or less the same show yep. with a few more thrills and burp sense. But I hope. Frankly, I just hope they take that whole space and completely redo it. Like, we know that both Florida and California's Tomorrowlands need a hard refurbishment. Nobody's announced anything, and they're both super sad. So I hope that they get them, and I hope something cool goes in its place. Maybe a dark ride. Florida's Tomorrowland is a little better. Just a classic dark ride. A stitched dark ride would be great in Tomorrowland. There you go. That would be fun. Yeah. You could do it right there. It'd be fun. There we go. Come on, Bob. Uh, well, with that, my friend, it has been a lovely evening or afternoon or morning whenever you're listening to this. But for us, it's evening talking about all things Disney. Uh, we can't wait to see you all in the new year. I do want to remind you guys that yes. I do still do bookings with Adventures with Alice in Wonderland, our buddy Allison Mertzman. So if you're looking, you're welcome to go to her website and get a free quote. Or you can always just hit us up on Instagram, and we will quickly respond to you with any of those vacation quotes. They're free. They're free. So that just ask. All By right. we, I mean Dana. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it it me. But if you want Adam's opinions on things, I'm happy to offline with him anytime and get opinions. Always, sure. always, yeah. always. Yeah. All right. Well, have a wonderful Mariah Christmas to all. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Mariah. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. And we'll see you when I get back from Disney World. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear all about it. I want a garden grill review right up from the top. Yes. 
Yep. And we will uh, keep the, for those of you listening, we will keep the Instagram updated. I will share a lot from our trip and also the run Disney weekend, the Walt Disney world marathon weekend. I'll post yeah. a lot of stuff on there too. From I the can't races. Wait. That'll be cool. Yeah. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. And also happy new year. And we'll see you happy all. Happy time very off soon. work, whatever it is. That's a happy time. Everybody loves that time. Yeah. Forget the rest of the holidays. It's time off work. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>